Hey everybody, it's The Great Debates, and I'm not going to waste any time because today we're going to debate not just two topics, but a number larger than two topics, and we're going to put a very strict time clock on the debates. Two minutes, which I think, as I'm saying it, is a bad idea, but we're going to try it out anyway. And I'm going to have Steve Healy take the pro on the first debate. Almost anyone could be a doctor if they put their mind to it. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. Doctor is not that hard. Uh, it is really just a matter of some study, which anyone can do if they have some self-discipline, which I think we can cover under put your mind to it. Then there's like, you know, it's basically following a decision tree, uh, which anyone can be trained to do. You may not be a great doctor. You might not be a research-level doctor, like probing new medicines, finding new stuff. But every day, uh, 90% of the problems that people come into a doctor, you just follow a pathway in a simple uh, medical guide. And the remaining problems, you look them up. You look them up on WebMD. You ask another doctor. The two of you work it out. It's fine. Almost anybody could be a doctor. We've made being a doctor way too hard for some reason. There should be way more doctors. Dave. Well, I mean, the okay, Healy, it's such a bullshit elitist. I'm Dave King, by the way, of taking the con. What a bullshit elitist view of what it takes to become a doctor. Healy wants you to believe that it's all about self-discipline and being able to study for a long period of time. That's part of it. But the real part is you need to have A, access, and B, you need to be able to put yourself in through med school for seven years. You need to be like able to get into debt and then get out of it later. Most people just aren't able to live that way. We're talking about an existence that is less put than paycheck your mind to paycheck. To it. Put your mind to it. Go to med school yeah, some in Mexico. Go Healy, join the military. People, have them pay for it. First they, of all, we're assuming we're a person is putting their mind to it. Yeah, but you, a lot of people not could do at the first something, they don't like have the did. luxury of being able to put aside seven years of the, their lives. They have to care for someone, or they're in debt already, or they have children, and it becomes a, 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 it's not as simple as they don't have the uh, self-discipline to study for that long, or even the willpower, or putting their mind to it, or whatever. There's no time to, frame on it. Too. I mean, it could take you 20 years. That's fine. Well, Maybe that just makes it chip even away harder. At it. I mean, also, uh, doesn't say there's... medical doctor in the top. Wow, is that really all we get? <laughs> this is like um, going to be tantalizing. Yeah, I gotta. I these gotta reframe the way I think about these debates. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be a little harsher on the opening statement because yeah. I think we really only have 30 seconds for that's that, right? right? Yeah, that's right. And then a, it's a minute of free skate, and there's no closing statement. Uh, I think I was really going with Dave on that one, but then the 20 years kind of got me at the end. Well, no, it's a so great maybe we're idea going... to study for 20 years and become a doctor when you're four. No one said it's a great idea. You could do it, though, Dave. Almost yeah, anybody could I, do it. Okay, so I've got another going. of these wonderful Healy Brighams. These are all Healy Brighams today. Uh, which means that Healy brought them these tops. <laughs> so uh, Healy taking the pro two minutes on the clock. A person who climbed Mount Everest deserves respect. Everyone who we meet in life deserves respect and we should treat them respectfully. But a person who climbed Mount Everest has taken on an enormous challenge. They have something interesting to say. They've gone to another country. They've risked life and death for whatever 
whatever their goals are, I'd be interested to know. And I would like to find out in a respectful conversation with them. I absolutely think that anyone who takes on a life and death defying challenge for whatever reason deserves a bit of respect. And I'd like to hear what they have to say about it. Most of the people who climb Mount Everest are simply wealthy. They have the resources. They have the ability to put the time and the money into climbing Mount Everest. Healy, you know very well that that's what it takes in this day and age to climb Mount Everest. A lot of money, a lot of free time. Is it quote unquote impressive? Maybe, but that's not something that's worthy of respect. These aren't people who are like bettering other people in any way. They're just sure. doing, most people who climb Mount Everest are doing it because they want to be obnoxious about it. They want to be able to say they climbed Mount Everest. So how many people do you know has who no climbed Mount Everest? <laughs> You're already zero. disrespecting them. You never met a one of them. I'm not disrespecting them. You're just assuming uh, that they no, have shady motives. I'm not disrespecting them necessarily, but I don't think we should, re- it's we should exploratory. necessarily it's, respect it's opening them yourself either. up to a new uh, place in the world. It's ch- a challenge. Right there, those things deserve respect. The fact that you're spending money, okay, there's a lot worse ways to spend money than supporting the crews in a remote part of the world that uh, I'm not runs sure this there as are a business. that many worse ways because what are you actually doing? You're going to this remote part of the world. You're hiring you're people a who live in a subsistence into a place. Uh, you're dumping, economy. You're, you're dumping your trash at the top of one of the most beautiful places on earth. You're hiring local people to basically be like your uh, assistant for like a week. I think we're like that they're week. dumping trash, Dave. Also, it's, by the way, they're... Well, of course they are. They're, no, they take their, a lot of the crews take their trash I mean, down. Mount now. Everest is essentially a dump at this point, and you, I, I know that inaccurate. you know that. That is inaccurate. That you've been reading too many Vice articles. <laughs> Wait a second. I can't, hold on. Healy accusing me of reading too many Vice articles is a low blow that I will not stand for. <laughs> Come on. Where'd you hear that Mount Everest is essentially a dump at this point? It's a beautiful mountain. There might be like an, an oxygen canister here and there, but it's mostly Are you pretty serious? clean. Healy, oh my God. There's like, oh, you're, whatever. Medina, what'd you think? Mm, I don't know. The dump thing kind of got me. I'm made up jump nonsense. Okay. Well, because I kind of took it a little ways and I thought, well, sure, no one's like littering, but there are near death experiences and people have to like ditch their gear to like get out or whatever. And that's trash that's up there, right? There's got to be like boots and backpacks and shit. Well, there's multiple like dead bodies that serve as limbs. I think the litter thing, the, the person who deserves respect is the person who declines to climb. Mount Everest. I would quick, go. I would I go know. on just a cleanup mission. Quick search. That's cool. Mount I'll Everest. Ma- quick search for Mount Everest. Uh, trash on Mount Everest. Nepali army to clean trash on Everest. Oh, sorry. No, wait. Wrong headline. Mount Everest is a is full of garbage. A cleanup crew just hauled off twenty four thousand pounds of. Weight. They did a cleanup. That's the cleanup. It's clean again. Twelve tons of trash on Mount Everest and they barely made a dent. I mean, how do you know they barely made a dent? Where are you getting this article, gonna, by the way? You know that <laughs> I'm going to read Vice? that eventually in the Is story. it from BuzzFeed? Don't push it. This Dave, is from the Washington Dave. Post. Democracy okay. dies in darkness. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. exactly. How much is left? He wants you to go into space, not Mount Everest. It's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, give up on Everest. Let's go yeah, to space. Yeah, it's trash. A lot of trash in the space. The most beautiful places on Earth are trash pits. Get in my rocket. The moon is now a trash pit, as I understand it. Everything is for about a to be. Wally over here. Okay, <sighs> all right, let's keep going. Should we try another one? You guys yeah. weirdly exhausted. Yet? It is. I've, it is yeah. exciting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Here we go. Two minutes on the clock. Healy taking the pro. The train has a bright future. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. We've barely begun to explore the possibilities of the trains in the U.S. They're not even close to what they are in France, Japan. Huge future, huge gains to be made here in the United States. We're going to make them. They're going to happen. Everybody knows that it'll be great to have a really fast train zipping around from like L.A. to Las Vegas, L.A. to San Francisco, uh, Boston to Florida. These would be great trains. We all know, and and we will get there. It's going to take a little time and energy, some political will. We've got an Amtrak lover in the White House. All these things point to the uh, bright future. Healy going with a typically America-centric view of things. Those games I mean, have already been made. If you interrupted me, maybe I would Just, get to some other countries. Well, I okay. waited for 30 seconds of your opening statement, and Medina, for the listeners, is holding up a clock, and we, he specifically stipulated that he would keep us to 30 Dave, seconds. Dave, you're losing oh. your time. Okay, sorry. Go, go, um, go. But those games have already been made, Healy. Just because they've been made in France, Japan, whatever, doesn't mean that they're – that. That's that's not the future. That's just getting up to speed with the rest of the world. The only Make a thing the chart in your head of the faster. train. Dave, you wasted a lot of time, so I'm going to just jump right in. Go ahead, Make Healy. a map in your mind of the train since its invention, 1840 or so till now. It's basically a long, steady line going upwards, sort of plateauing now, but I think what, it's about to break the into y another. <laughs> the y-axis is train uh, accomplishments. Mileage of track, riders, and uh, the uh, x-axis is time. Yeah, I got the thank you. <laughs> okay, so train accomplishments. It's, I disagree with you. Yeah, Basically there's huge. Been doing a tr- underwater train from here to Tokyo would be amazing. Can you imagine? It'd be great. We can get there. We can do it. It's all these things are in the future. In We're this country, we no longer put, getting there. Really, here's the problem. We have decided as a country that we basically do not put money anymore, for better or for worse, and I say for worse, into large scale uh, infrastructure, like new ventures that will help we the average citizen. We have to the, the moment, train, but you know, the in the 1950s, we decided as a country the State Department was full of commies. You know, the opinions change. I mean, I think we have to go with Healy. You had a more developed argument. Uh, uh, this feels like a very frustrating experience for the moderator because he's really I got I think so. Probably the listeners. It's hard. Getting well, a, he's getting like a trailer I'm, for a debate rather than Look, I'll right. never complain. You won't ever catch me complaining. But uh, <laughs> I, there, I do feel like I'd love to hear more about all these topics. We find you Medina's know. secret complaint diary. When was the last time you took a train? Some of them... Medina, when was the last time you took a train? Do you remember? Well, it's been a while, but I'm every time I see a train on television, I turn to Sally and say, well, can't we go somewhere where we can take a train, please? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I take the that back. Train. I took a train, not a, like a big train, but, you know, like the commuter rail to get to the airport, uh, okay. to get to uh, the Glasgow. No. What's the airport that's not Heathrow? Oh, uh, uh, in Gatwick. London. Gatwick. Gatwick, yeah. There's a train to go to Gatwick. Love it. I mean, the freight. The uh, and it was Santa awesome. Had the biggest year of their ever. Freight trains are booming. Wow, so cool! What a future for freight. The trains. future's bright. They've got a lot of improvement. You've seen those photos of all the trash falling off the train stuff. Wait till we really get them slick and clean and moving with real algorithmic mm. precision. Oh, now uh, there's a bright future about the trash. Yeah. 
Now, once the trash is on the trees, <laughs> it's a big deal. But 12 tons of trash on well, Mount Everest, that, and it's I mean, beautiful. The, I, one mile of tr- <laughs> railway track has way more trash than uh, almost all of Mount Everest. I, right. Okay. Well, that's not true, but sure. <laughs> Whatever. It's, Especially I mean, now after the big cleanup. It might be. Your, your biggest story about Mount Everest trash was that they cleaned it all up. It's clean again. I admit you, were, that you were thinking I, of a the, problem the from like data 2004. didn't come from the exact story that I was hoping for. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I believe that there's still a lot of trash out there. Let's keep them coming. Tops yes, are popping. Let's go. Tops, Tops are popping. Okay, I got What's another one. Next? Healy. Oh, hell yeah. Again, taking the pro. Two minutes are on the clock. Frustratingly, the Bentley is a cool car. The Bentley is a cool car. I'm Steve Healy. Ew. I'm taking the pro. It's big. Ew. It's boxy. It's not. Um, I see in L.A. I see a lot of these trashy kind of like uh, Maserati kind of McLaren kind of sports car things that are all about like really loud engines and performance. And the Bentley has a lot of that, has a lot of that juice under the hood, but also has style, comfort. It's been around for a long time. They've really refined it. They've developed the body of the car. It's not a, um, it's not really like what a Saudi prince buys. It's something a little more tasteful, a little okay, more well, elegant, a little more magnificent. The very name time, suggests right? magnificence, and I okay. think that's why Bentley has endured for so long, and why it's a cool car. I don't know anything about cars. I think cars are generally lame. Here's my basic argument: is like if someone says I own a Bentley, my first reaction is like, "What the fuck? Is, what are you doing? Why would you own a Bentley?" I assume it's way well, too. Well, that expensive. would be an obnoxious thing to say as like well, an opening the, salvo. Well, the debate isn't about whether I'm cool or not, and I'm. No one is arguing that I'm not an asshole when it comes to people when it comes to talking to someone who owns a Bentley. I'm, that's probably the case. But if someone owns a Bentley, you're not. You're, my first thought is like, cool guy or lady. I'm no, like, they don't, what? they're not cool. Their car is cool. They have okay. a cool car. Sure. Okay. My first reaction is not cool you, car you, that this guy or lady owns. A huge it's, dork buys a Bentley. It's not going to make you cool. Let me be clear about that. The, the Bentley will not make you cool, but it itself is a cool car. If you have the means, you are cool. You want to ride in a cool ride. You know what my argument is? No cars are cool. Cars are lame. All cars are lame. It doesn't matter what brand they are. It's a great point you made, Healy, that buying a car isn't going to make you cool, right? Because no car can make you cool. If a Bentley can't, then what car can? Basically, every American has a car. There's a wide spectrum of cars. Far from true. uh, There's some range of those cars that we can count as cool, and Bentley's among them. And I'll admit this one caught Here's me why. off guard. I, I don't know anything about Bentleys. I don't really either. <laughs> oh, damn it. Well, here, I'm just going to, you know, I don't know. I think here's why Dave won this debate. Healy, don't be yes. mad. Dave <laughs> argued <laughs> he that, got to the topic. that no cars are cool. Yeah, that's and right. And I don't feel like you really gave me, you said that McLarens aren't cool, sort of. And the Bentley is not the McLaren, but I, I don't think you said this is why the Bentley is cool. So in the yeah, absence I, of a lot of extra additional data, I think Dave wins. It's a very difficult format. The two-minute the two, minute, the two minute debate who, is, is hard. Who drives well, it's a good to practice, there, though, because in life, you're not going to get 
opening statement, blah, blah, blah. Your debates are going to come in these no. little bursts, right? Yeah, it someone's going to interrupt the, in the, the appetizer is going to come and then you're it's over. you're shut down. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, I'd love I got to hear another from one for you. Because I, I put that topic in because I don't really know <laughs> if the Bentley is a cool car or not. I'd love to know. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm looking at a Bentley right now. Kind of cool. Seems cool. Cooler yeah. than the than the other ones. But anyway. Okay. That's not what we're right. here for, to talk about No, Bentley's. no. Unless it's a debate, which we already had. So. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. Healy taking the pro. Two minutes on the clock. You gotta love Switzerland. <laughs> What's not to like? They've got mountains and neutrality and banks and the Swiss guards and chocolate and hot hot chocolate and Swiss cheese. I mean, they've overproduced for a nation of their size. It's cool that there's one country that's totally neutral, has been neutral since like the 1500s. That's awesome. It's also cool that if you're going to be the neutral country, you're also really prepared for the war, which the Swiss are. They have uh, the Swiss army knife and every, every dude is in the Swiss army. The, the, the landscape is majestic. Uh, uh, ski resorts, Alpine passes, funiculars, the, the charming little towns. What's not to like about Switzerland? It's very cool. You got to love it. I mean, you don't have to love being neutral. That's like the defining thing about Switzerland. And maybe it's cool that there's one country that's always neutral, but you don't have to respect it. You don't have to respect Switzerland for not ever taking a side in anything. That in and it's of itself healthy is for like the earth so to have lame. one it's country cowardly. that is neutral. It's so yellow. It's so basic. It's so like... No, 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 it's like, not. It's, it's hard. It it's takes so discipline. passive. You don't have to love that. In fact, here, like, I'm not saying that you should dislike Switzerland for being neutrality, but if you're someone who believes in taking a stand one way or in another, then no, you don't have to like Switzerland. Like, what the hell? Like, pick no, you a gotta side. love it. You have to love that there's a place that it, it, it's helpful to have a place where we can have, um, you know, I think UNICEF or whatever is based in Geneva. International Bank. Oh yeah, we where can trust else them you, because of where else would we find a you home gotta for love UNICEF? Them. I don't think it has to be your favorite country. Okay, I don't think you have to say they're morally the best country, but you gotta love that there's one country they're that morally is Switzerland. Nothing. And if you're gonna enter, mor- put morality onto the argument, then their neutrality speaks for itself. They have no, they're amoral. They've decided, they're basically saying, like, we don't know what's uh, right or wrong. We're Switzerland. We're not, we're no, taking no, 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 no. it. And they again, that's what, fine, right but you don't have to love to stay that. Stay out of it, and you gotta love that about you it. You don't you have to love staying out of it. The Matterhorn, is that in Switzerland? You gotta love oh, it. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Healy kind of got me going with the whole chocolate and the hot chocolate and the and the funiculars. Yeah, you ridden on one of those things, Dave? Come on. Um, you know, I'm those are those, of that kind of thing, but it's incredible the trains yeah. they have in the mountains there. I've never been to Switzerland. Have you guys? Yeah, it's amazing. It's beautiful. <laughs> I have. It's so awesome. Oh man, gotta get over there. Yeah, it was in Geneva and uh, Lausanne. And, and those guys in Switzerland that are like bankers and they can speak three languages and their hobby is like cross-country skiing. Come on. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not the best guys ever, but you got to love them. You have to love bankers? Yeah, I think you got to love Switzerland. Yeah, some dude is at like Bank Suisse in Geneva and he's got a wife and, he, Ugh, you know, he's sucks. You just tinkerer. take the lamest citizens of Switzerland. <laughs> he can speak like... Italian, German, French. 
He's Why been listening like to a, Mozart's a guy... recordings in order. You gotta love no, him. No, he's not. The <laughs> banker's not listening to Mozart's recordings. Yes, he is. Order. That's exactly the kind of boring activity he would get into. That's what he does. Oh, man. I, I, am I right in thinking that the, the Swiss have recently finally broken their long streak of neutrality? Well, I think they to, said something um, like they wouldn't let Russians over their airspace or something, right? Or did they join no, in I the think financial lockdown? Yeah, they're they're in the swift thing and they're um and they're locking some assets down as I, far as I I know that it. they did say that they they came out <clears throat> in support of the dress being blue. That was the big one where they were like, we are taking a stand here. It's blue and black. Mm. And that a lot of people were like, wow, here they go. Breaking mm. their neutrality. No, no laughs on that. That's fine. Look, Opposite. took a swing. Little, da- little dated <laughs> reference. Thought we'd have some fun. Got nothing out of it. I enjoyed Ooh. it. <laughs> good. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Screw you guys, man. Okay. Do we have any more tops or are we going out you on know, the yeah. I mean, blue? one fucking no, no, joke we- and it's met with absolute <laughs> silence. Are you kidding me? Listen, there's not going to be pity oh, laughter man. on the great debates. I promise you. Know, you. No, it, no, this is a serious forum. <laughs> okay, I've got not so. you out. two more Thanks, friends ah, of okay. these two more two more of these horrible debates, and then we're out of here. I promise. Okay, <laughs> I'm finding here we go. <laughs> Healing taking so the pro. Fast. Two minutes on the clock. Cats have an important role to play. Yes, cats have an important role to play in really taking the pro. They have an important role to play as our friend. They have an important role to play in the ecosystem. Uh, who wouldn't want the tiger uh, out there and the lion? That's a cat, right? I think so. Um, and pet cats, of course, they have a role to play. They're funny. How many memes and internet videos have you seen involving cats and kittens? We need those. They're amusing. They're fun for us. Dogs have a role to play, too. No one's taking anything away from dogs, but without cats, I think we'd get a little sick of dogs. We need dogs to hunt mice. They're very valuable uh, for that purpose. The rat problem would be out of control if the cat hadn't been domesticated. Cats have a crucial role to play both in their domestic and wild uh, iterations. There's nothing a cat does that another animal doesn't. For cuteness, you've got bunnies, you've got little hamsters, you've got cute little puppies. For ferociousness, as far as the tigers and lions, you've got everything from elephants to warthogs to rhinoceros to I mean to mountain goats or anything that's no, who's uh, eating scary the, who's sharks. eating animals on the savanna without the cat. Nobody. I'm they, sure. Well, the, 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 just the be overrun mouse, with giraffes and stuff. You, you mentioned and that, like, with the rat, be out of control. Uh, mice and rat. The the uh, rat has. You know what many the cat does? That, you know what the cat does that no animal does? The cat, which is a fact that you I know am what the cat up. does that no other animal does. Cat pushes back. Of all our pets you listed, you know the what hamster, the rabbit, about, the dude? dog. I, they're all just they just do it. They just go along with whatever we're doing. But the the human cat kind of resi- the resistance, the, the back and forth cat. that's there. It's an important part of it's why they're so memeable. Why uh, cat they're videos are funny. Back. They're, they're sassy. Just being they're aggressive. They they're basically care. tiny tigers, so no matter what. Even if they it. live in your house, they don't. They're not actually interested in what's going on. They don't need oh, you oh, around. Okay. Here's at a guy who doesn't know anything about cats, obviously. They're not interested in what's going on. They're like completely absorbed as long as they're it's not interested in your life. They don't need you to exist. That's they, part of the pushback. They can care less <laughs> about you. <laughs>
God, the pushback mm, is I an important him. role. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> we need Sometimes an animal you throw things out there that I'm like, well, why am I arguing? I got now. I got to argue against whether pushing back is an important <laughs> role to play. Like, what, uh, of what course it is. Medina, okay. any thoughts? Yeah, no, I think he's he's probably right about the. I guess the ecosystem thing kind of got me a little bit. That was good. I think which it's feels like a good. gimme. That was these are all Healy's tops. He's had time to think about them. It's you didn't do your homework, Dave, and you're being punished for it. It was my first day on a new job. I didn't have time. You're absolutely <laughs> right, Healy. You, I am being punished, and I deserve it, and it's fair. And we it all is learned weird when it's all today. your tops. Yeah, it like, doesn't. I know. I'm just that. trying to it come doesn't up with feel the base, right, right? You know? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Okay, last By the one. way, can I take a minute? Okay. This is, I'm going to take a minute away from our rushing through debates. I want to say something. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think I got to this in the last episode. I'm at war with uh, the uh, National Forensics League. Basically, the, the preeminent uh, debating, organizing body for United oh, States yeah. high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Completely stupid. Has ruined mm-hmm. and wasted so many hours of student time. It's sickening. Mm-hmm. There's always one topic every year and the kids are just supposed to like rattle off facts as fast as possible. It's a completely stupid way to do debates. They should do debates the way we do with topics that you get spur of the moment that are mm. force you to think cleverly and come up with arguments really fast. Mm-hmm. It Practice the art the mind. of debate. Yes. What they're doing out there in high school debate is pathetic. Now there are some, uh, there are private schools, independent schools that do basically parliamentary debate. I think there's some of that in public schools too. That's good. We want that. What we're doing is co- usually called something like parliamentary debate. That's what should be happening because it forces you to think it's funny. It's interesting. It's exciting. It's not just repeating the same bullshit over and over again. My dad was judging one of these uh, high school debates. It was on the topic of like the United States should spend more money in its water resources or whatever. Every kid's just reading the same boring speech. Terrible. I'm at, I'm declaring war on this. I'm going to try and make it one of my missions to fix high school debate in America. And I'm Are, planting a flag right now. Hit me up if you want to help. How can I help, Healy? I don't know yet. I don't well, know. are you okay, throwing great. your hat into the ring to be like the next president of the Forensics League or whatever it's called? I think the Ooh. Forensics League has to be destroyed. I don't know if we have oh, to take it over yeah. high school by high school or what. An insurgency? I'm not sure. I, I don't know mm-hmm. enough about the Forensics League and how it operates. Except It sounds like we need to... Some- we need to like mail some informational packets to high school debate teacher, uh, you know, whoever be. volunteers, you know what I mean? And just say, yeah. hey, here's another way of thinking about it. I think We're I also need... Or, or, does the National Forensics League uh, have some kind of domestic charter that was uh, granted to them by the That's interesting. Department I'll of Education right or something? I'll debate Can we get anyone in that from the way? National Forensic League about this. And I love lose. that. I they will love lose. that. I love mm-hmm. But high schoolers especially, mm-hmm. I need to hear from you, high school debate coaches. Let's form a movement here. Sorry. I didn't mm-hmm. need to get off... Uh, the no, topic of topics, but this, this is the future of debating is at stake, and uh, you know yeah. we're letting down our young debaters out there. Imagine if we came in and we argued about uh, America. The U.S. should spend more money on water resources, and both Dave and I had been to the library, researched a bunch of stats. We rattled them off as fast as possible. We would not get a. Uh, Three some thousand listeners, like we do now, we would get third. <laughs> no, our, our numbers. Yo, can you imagine? It'd be embarrassing to actually produce a podcast that got the numbers that we get if we debated things like that. 
People would be like, what are you doing with your time? You're not yeah. making any money. You're losing money on this podcast because so yeah. few people listen to it. Because you're We wouldn't have sold uh, out whatever what theater that was in that New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dan, tell okay. us you've got another top to get us out of here. Okay. We're, I'm gonna, we're gonna go out uh <clears throat> in style. on a on a wild one in style. Healy taking the pro. Okay. A final two minutes on the clock. We could have hung with Cleopatra. I'm Steve Healy taking the pro. Who was Cleopatra? She was uh, sometime around the year like 70 BC, AD? I don't know. Julius Caesar time. And she was uh, (laughs) uh, empress of Egypt. Life of luxury, uh, used to having people flatter her and hang out. We would have known, all of us have been around uh, celebrities and stuff. We know how to handle that. We would have been very good, like courtiers. We wouldn't have tried to be like on her level, but we would have had some knowledge, uh, some insight that maybe we could have shared with her. I think she, she, like most kings and queens of that time, appreciated weird kind of sages coming to entertain and amuse her. That would have been our role. Definitely could have been a hang. I think it would have been pretty interesting. Language barrier would have been tough, but um, hopefully there would have been a translator and we could have hung with Cleopatra. Healy's got it all wrong. Healy, you (laughs) and I have never been able to hang with the hottest girl at the party. That's what Cleopatra was. You're, You're giving Cleopatra like... You're picturing the wrong thing. She wasn't a celebrity. She was beyond that. She was like so gorgeous and powerful that we would never have been able to talk to her. We would have been I, I, so I push back on how good. Uh, how Go do you ahead, know she sure. was gorgeous? Where are you getting the idea? Because that she was Elizabeth really Taylor played her and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. They got a movie star to play her in a movie, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm sure they called her gorgeous. She was the queen of Egypt, but like, we don't know. We don't have a People, reliable. Okay, fine, forget how forget how good looking she was. People like you and okay, I have never good. been welcome in the highest circles of society. Like what people who look about? like you and I do, we're not going to be what? the kingmakers. We're not hanging with the kings and queens. We're not hanging sure with Cleopatra. I'm not even going to be Bob alive. Dole, I'm know? not going to be. What's that? <laughs> we were there. We we, we hung with Bob Dole when he was 95 yeah. years old and he was desperate to talk to how anyone. many times have you met? You've met Donald Trump several times, right? I don't know that I ever met him. We crossed paths. We certainly didn't hang with him. I certainly didn't hang with Donald Trump. (laughs) I think the right thing to do here is to let the listeners decide what they think about this debate. I thought Dave was going to kill me on the fact that, like, literally, how would we talk to Cleopatra? Like, I kind of, in the spirit of debating, was like, that <laughs> should be, that shouldn't be on the table. Just bill like, and it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, sure. I don't know. Also, I mean, you know, just probably a lot of people hanging out with her at the same time. Maybe just fade in the background, you know? Right. Right. But is that really hanging with her? Yeah, we have to. <gasps> and also, like, you know, you might say like, oh, I, we hung out with Jay-Z. And it's like, well, I don't know how, right. like, did you hang with him or did you hang in the same room? Right. Can you really hang with him? But it's still an accomplishment to hang in the same room. It's something. And not get, and in the case of the, you know, Cleopatra era, to not get your, like, Head chopped off or whatever. Well, we're assuming that we're going to her era. What if she is with us? You know, we would oh, definitely be good hosts. And I think 
Yeah. Show her a good time. Take her to Zanku or something. Drive her around in a... Uh, yeah. Interesting. Take her to Quick, Zanku. Dave. Cleopatra's LA. visiting LA tomorrow. We have to take her out. What are we doing? I mean, I guess we're going to the Grove. I don't know really what other option there is. Oh, she might like to see a movie. I mean, she's never seen <laughs> oh, a movie. Oh, that would blow her mind, dude. Yeah. But <laughs> she probably wouldn't Grove. sit through. I don't know. Uh, Honestly, take her to the Cheesecake Factory. Show her uh, how much oh food God. we have at our disposal. Wow. Yeah. If her head would explode. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Maybe to a yeah, concert. That's good. A concert? Cheesecake Factory is good. Yeah. Oh, or like a Lakers game? Would you like a that? A Lakers game. Maybe take her to see like Wet Leg at the Greek or something. She'd be into yeah. that. Ooh, like fun. a hockey game to oh, me. Yeah. Oh, even. wow. <laughs> <laughs> the most miraculous. Cool. I'd take cool. her to... Um, Las Vegas. She would probably like because mm. there'd be some imagery well, she would recognize. Take her to the Luxor, right. sure. Yeah, the Luxor. <laughs> Great idea. Yeah, oh, she knows right about that. She she'd be like, finally, <laughs> <laughs> now I this get it. This is what I was picturing. Okay. Thank you. This is yeah. what I was picturing. I can really hang with these guys. <laughs> okay, here we go. Blackjack. So, yeah, so okay, uh, cool. Got it. This is machine. called money. Healy and I <laughs> stayed at the Luxor. Uh, once after visiting a Donald Trump rally, if I remember correctly. That's right. Damn. It was very strange. <laughs> Everything <laughs> about it was strange. Oof. Well, guys, strange days. Um, yeah, we did one. We did one. Yeah, we did a big uh, app with a lot of debates. I, I enjoyed the format. I think it's given me... Um, well, first of all, it was exciting, but also it's helped me to appreciate the longer debates that we have sometimes. Yes, yes. I hope so. to get back into those sometime soon. But I you think know. people got their money's worth here. Oh, I agree. Well, guys, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again very soon on The Great Debates. The Great Debates is produced by Mark Caricello. The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King, and the podcast is moderated by Dan Medina.